Hello, everyone, and welcome into the TNT Podcast. I'm your host, Ted. And I'm Tim. And today, this will be our first episode of the 2020 election coverage, as we'll be going over Joe Biden's speech from the Democratic National Convention, where he accepts the Democratic nomination to become president. Yes, sir. Um, We literally, it was, what was it, last night? Last night, yeah. Last night, yeah. So we watched it just before, so it would be fresh for the, the good old pod here. Um... So yeah, it, it was only, was it 24 minutes? Yeah, 24, 25 minutes. Because I saw something on Twitter that it was actually the shortest acceptance speech since, uh, was it 1984, I think? Oh, wow. So even Hillary Clinton's was just under an hour uh, in 2016. I think Obama's... I've, it doesn't matter that much, but yeah. It was the shortest speech in recent 30 years, but um, I thought it was a very good speech overall. He made a lot of good points, a lot of promises, and obviously, promises mean nothing. Yeah. If if you really come down to it. Promises. Exactly. Promises themselves mean nothing. If he acts on them, that's where it will mean something. Yes. So, what's your thoughts? My thoughts on it, I thought, like you said, I thought it was a great speech. He pretty much brought it to the point. Like you said, it was a very short speech, but it was very to the point. To the point, said what he wanted to do when he first, you know, gets elected, sworn in. You know, he he brought up. I'm sorry, I kind of just no, no, go for it. Went right no, over no, it. Go for it. He he. The basis of his speech was unity. Yes, it was a lot talking about a lot about togetherness and just trying to unify the country because you know he was talking about how Trump has divided us and how he's like, I want to bring us together and not divide us. Yeah, and he, I forget the exact line, but I think he said it, I think like twice, that he wanted to raise us from the darkness. To the light. Yeah, into the light. Because it's a fact that Donald Trump, he, his, some of his supporters are not the best. He brought out a lot of the hate groups, including the KKK. The you neo-Nazis, know, stuff yes, like that. Yes, white uh, supremacists. He brought out a lot of those people who were in support of him after the Charlottesville, which Biden which actually... Which he did pull up. Yeah, he, he brought up in the speech saying that Trump called them, oh, very nice people on both sides. No. Yeah, which he was like, this is where... Because then he was like, yeah, this is where I need to run. That's where, yeah. that's where he was like, yeah, I got to do it. That's he he said in his speech that that right there was his call to action. Was when Trump called these people, oh, they're very nice people on both and sides. And those events for people that that know and have seen like videos and stuff, it was pretty brutal. It was yeah, it was not pretty, and not at one bit because it was oof, so like it looked like a civil war going on down there. Yep, and the president did nothing. Yeah, just let it. But the local officials just let it do that, and they couldn't even really do much about it. Yeah, but yeah, back to Joe Biden. Um, yeah, like we said, he brought together a lot of unity. That that's what the main point that he kept driving home was unity. Yeah. Um, saying how you know with the pandemic, how how we were failed, and that you look at any other country in the world. How much better 
they are than we are right now. Yeah, I mean, we lead the world in cases, deaths, economic, everything. Yeah, the GDP was like negative thirty two percent. It was really, really low. Yep. And um, what I was going to say too is, you know, Brazil's not too far behind because you know they're not too far behind in cases because they reached over a million. I know we're way ahead of them or five times that yeah i know i'm saying like they're like another country that's still you know that's going through it too um but you know he promised with the thing with coronavirus is that it's going to be tough for him if he's going to try to really mandate you know because i know he said he was going to mandate the mask thing which i think is a good idea but could definitely come through some legal legal challenges of course yes it's going to spark some controversy which who knows what that who knows if that's going to go through you know, it's it's going to be tough, but it's going to see got to see what what they rule about it. Rule about it? What do you mean? Like you know, like decide whether or not it's going to go through or not. Oh, I was like, who who be ruling though? No, no one be ruling. <laughs> no one be ruling. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody be ruling, man. Nobody be no, ruling. No. But yeah, that another thing he brought was which I think was really smart. He brought up loss with the coronavirus, you know, we're at all these deaths. So most people have been touched in some way. And, you know, he brought up his son, Bo, who unfortunately passed away of, uh, I believe he had cancer. You know, he brought up, you know, getting in touch with each individual American. You even, while we were watching, you said that you're like, like oh my God, he's getting teary eyed. Yeah. So I thought... Throughout the whole speech, he was sincere com- completely. Yeah. Like I like when at the one point I saw and I saw his eyes could start to get a little like glassy eyed. You know what I'm saying? Where it looked like tears were about to flow out, and I was like, "Wow!" And when he named his son towards the end, he started to get a little shaky. Yeah, he had to he had to pull it together somehow, some way. But he pulled through, which was which was not, which was good for him, you know. But it was, that's that's tough to bring up something like that that's emotional. I mean, his speech was pretty emotional. It was. Because one of the questions was, are you guys, like, ready for this or what? Like, you know, like something like that, you know, just like, do you, you guys want this, you know, you guys want four more years of this? You know, it's a good way, you know, it was an interesting way to put an end, put it into a speech, for sure. Yeah, because one thing... Which was the first thing that I noticed. He didn't mention Donald Trump by name once. No, he referred to him as the current president president, or the person residing in the White House. Mm -hmm. He didn't name President Trump once. No, not once. And they'll. Whereas I saw some online, 2016 Hillary Clinton said his name 22 times Mm. in her speech. He didn't say it once. And I'm sure in Trump's speech at the Republican uh, <laughs> National Convention, I'm sure he will name Biden at least once. <laughs> More, I think he'll probably... Uh, let's put, you know, let's have a little ballpark. Let's see how many times he can be mentioned. And some nickname, or just the name in general. I'm gonna say 11. I'm gonna say 20. 20? Yeah. Dang. Cause right, it, so we'll keep tabs on that. Yeah. 11, 20, we'll see what happens. Whoever... whoever Gets closer without going over. I don't know. My brain broke. He, his brain broke. But he was trying to think of something that the uh, buys food. Buys food. Okay. Okay. That's fine. Fine, but fine by me. 
So we'll see what happens because he's very nickname nickname oriented. So we'll see how it goes. But uh, back to Biden's speech, it you know it's a couple other points I saw, you know were about you know the, the job loss and because dude yeah he was just talking about that. how he wants to bring so many more jobs to America yeah saying you know all the these technological improvements that'll be coming over time he wants all that stuff made in America. He even said about, you know, more about the pandemic, that he doesn't want us to be reliant on all these other countries to keep our people safe. Yeah. He's basically, not basically, he said it, that he wants all this stuff made in America for America. Yeah. Which I thought was a great point. Which, again, if he's elected, he has to deliver on it. Yeah. That's the thing with these speeches is that... You have to be prepared to act on them. Yeah. Can and like just, Trump, he has delivered on a few of his campaign promises, not all, which I mean, with any candidate, you can't expect them to do all of them. Do everything. Yeah. Because in four short years, not much you can really accomplish. Right. Especially now when we're still in a pandemic, which right. will obviously be number one on his list to which he did try and get under control, which he did go over first off at first hand when they first began the speech. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. They, they also put on unemployment numbers and also touched on small businesses where he was like one in six, I believe. Yeah. One in six. What small businesses will be, you know, closed for good. Like those, I think you call them like mom and dad business, mom, mom and pop shops, mom and pop shops. Yeah. Yeah. So and he brought up, what was it? He said 50 million people filed for unemployment. Yeah. Which that, if you th- think about that, 50 million people out of like, was that a sixth? Yeah. Like one sixth th- of the country. Yeah. 12% of the population. Because, because there's, I think roughly 330 million Americans, something like that. Something yeah. like that. Somewhere so around there. I just rounded at 300 million just to get something easy. Yeah. Yeah, that's about almost like 10%, 10 to 12%. You're right. That's in that of ballpark. The con- of the like whole country, country. Yeah. Was unemployed. Yeah. And it that's the thing. And he was focusing on how he, you know, Trump was, you know, going on about like, you know, the money for the 1% and stuff like that, where he wanted to, you know, Biden wanted to spread the wealth, you know what I'm saying? So like it goes towards the workers and you shook your head at the one point where he said the essential workers deserve to be paid. Yeah. I was like, yes, I definitely agree with that. I I deserve to be paid more. (laughs) So yeah, which you were, you were, you were pumping your fist onto that one. Ted Ted was commenting through the whole thing. I didn't say a word (laughs) until he said that. I put my fist in the air. Like, yes. Yeah. And Ted was like, well, that's a good point. Oh, that's a good point. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say something there. I'm like, yeah, I'm so let him do it. Yeah. And uh, I was, it was just like saying, like, okay, keep that in mind for the pod and stuff like that. So yeah, but you know, he did say uh, that, you know, basically that Trump has only given tax breaks to the wealthy top one percent. Mm-hmm. Even so that you know some businesses don't even pay taxes. Yes. Whereas he did bring that up. Common people like you and me get heavily pay up the wazoo. Yeah. Especially then we go to people who own houses, property tax, everything. Yeah. Pay so much, and then the top 1% get paid. They they either have to pay the same or less. Yeah. Which, exactly we said, they need to pay their fair share. Yeah. Which is very true. Yeah. It's very, very true. 
Yeah. And that was a great point that, that you made. And, you know, that's just that. And, you know, you can't fight against it because it's a fair point. Because, you, like, you know, think about this. I, I pulled up a stat. It was, like, these the top 1% made, like, over, like, 400. I don't know if it was million or billion dollars, but it was, like... Why are you whispering? But I, that, I don't know. I was just expressing <laughs> the thought. You know, it was like four hundred. It was like four hundred some thirty something million or billion dollars. It was it was crazy amount of money these guys earned throughout the pandemic. So, just I'm sure some investors. Numbers. I'm sure some investors. Like I was sitting there. I've told this story about when the market crashed back in March. I was sitting in class watching me lo- watching myself lose thousands. I should have put a lot more in, and I could have made some money from it, but. It's okay. Yeah. Because that's tough, man. You know, it's like with that, it's like you just I made $200 before we podcasted. Yeah, which was nice. Thanks, stock market. Yeah. So, any uh, what other points uh, struck out to you in the speech? See, I completely forgot what we were talking about before I went into the stock no, market. No, no, you're fine. Uh, what other points did uh, come out to you that, that was like, oh, wow, this was, that was a really good point? Um... It was really, like we said, it was, it was a fairly short speech, but I don't know, just, just that he did talk about actually, um, George Floyd's daughter. Where he said, she, she, daddy where, yeah, 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 that he said, um, that he was there thinking, he said it was the day before the funeral, uh, his, the funeral. Yeah. yeah, that he, you know, knelt down to his daughter and she looked up at him and said, daddy changed the world. No, like, that 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 got me in the feels a little bit. Not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. It's like the the racial injustice in this company, company what? <laughs> <laughs> country. The racial injustice in this country. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's something he said he wants to address. He wants to fix, which I a hundred percent agree with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is things that need to be changed, and. Donald Trump is not that person. No. It just doesn't... He is not that person. No. And he he doesn't... It's not, like... Just doesn't connect with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just not, like, the way that... He... You know, Biden doesn't compare to him. They have a different stance on... Obviously, different stance on it. So, you know, for him... For Trump, it'd be a lot harder for him than Biden. Yeah. But... Oh, man. I just lost my train of thought. Also, when um, he said, the one thing that really got to me was when, obviously with when obviously with the pandemic and how obviously with the mask and you know saying how you know like I know I said this before but you know those mom and pop shops like think about like for all you listeners out there think about like if your parents own a small business you you guys have a good you know twelve percent chance. Uh, you know, a good amount of chance, like without you know going under because of this pandemic, because you either can't open or you're getting limited business yeah. stuff like that. It's it's hard. Yeah, on these businesses, it's hard. Yeah, that's why I get why you know all these governors and even the president why they want to open up the economy, and you know Biden even said he wanted to. Also, I get why because you can't keep. As big as an economy as this country has, you can't keep it stifled forever. No, because it can't you be can't. stagnant. You can't just stay put. You got to accelerate it. You like can't. All these big businesses will survive. 
Yeah. Like say if Walmart had to close their doors, they'll survive. They have Target, so all yeah. this. Th- those big but companies, then the you, corporate companies will yep, survive. It's, those will survive no problem. They, yeah, got, they got big got enough bank accounts. They got millions and billions of dollars. You meanwhile, you know, you're... Walmart made like $500 billion last year. That's insane. That's Walmart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But if you look at the mom and pop shops, you know, they're making like there's, so much less than that. Yeah. There's some... You know, that do well. Yeah. There's others that could, you know, maybe break even. Mm-hmm. And then to put this on top of it where it's either they can't open and they still have to pay all their bills. So and, they have no money coming in and, so and all many, these bills. So many restrictions too. So it, which also hurts the business. So it's like, you're like SOL basically. Yeah. And it's like, you're on your own and this is really not much to really help you out. Yeah. The reason we're talking about this is because I think Biden gets that. Yeah, he was. Whereas Trump, he's more. Trump's more in favor of the big business. He's more. He's more the big business. Because that, that's you know he's, he's been a businessman. Yeah, he grew up basically in a rich family. Yeah, small loan of a million dollars. Like, yeah. Whereas Biden even said you know he grew up middle class. Yeah. So he, I think he understands what the common people are going through mm-hmm. throughout the pandemic. I, I just, I think he is the best candidate to take it on. You know, Trump has shown us that he doesn't know how, I guess. like I, I There's a part of him, I think, just doesn't know how to really, like, gather. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, you know, he doesn't have that, like, uh, t- like that, um, like that trusted voice where you're like, let's gather around. And like rally behind because it's tough because after the stuff that, you know, has transpired, it's hard to get behind someone that, you know, causes the divide. Uh, That's the president we have, unfortunately. Like 2016, you know, when it was Clinton versus Trump, I, I was never for Trump. And then I remember. Right in my room, I was up to like 3, 4 a.m. on election night, and I was like, yep, he won. I remember feeling, of course not happy, but that just because I didn't think he was going to do a good job doesn't mean I didn't want him to. Just because I don't like the guy, I still want him to succeed. Because if he succeeds, we succeed yeah. as a country. So just because I don't like the candidate, just because I don't like the current president, doesn't mean I don't want him to do a good job. Right. That's not true at all. I was hoping Trump was going to change my mind. I thought he was going to, maybe he can do some good. He did some good, he did some bad. So yeah. that's, we're now... Four years later, 2020, I Joe Biden will do a better job as president than Donald Trump, I think, is the bottom line. Because he, he, he even said, Democrat, Republican, Republican, American. He, he said, as president, you're not just serving the people who voted for you. You're serving the people who didn't vote for you as well. Yeah, that's a good point, because he did bring that up, where he's like, uh, the people that didn't vote for me, 
some something along the lines of that where he was like, you know, more more unity. Yeah, which was the major tone of his speech was just like I said, straight up unity, mm-hmm. which is something this com I almost said company again, <laughs> something this country really needs. We need a leader that can bring us together. And unfortunately, Donald Trump is not that leader. Which actually, which brought this up to me when you brought up the George Floyd thing. He was like the race, the, the you know, the civil rights thing is has been as bad as it was in the sixties. So. Yeah, that is a good point. Actually, what he I think it was in the beginning of his speech that we are in like a superstorm right now. Yeah. We have the worst pandemic in a hundred years. We have climate change. We have a race movement. But the biggest race movement since the 60s. Yeah, that's, that's what it was. Was there one more? Uh, you covered climate change. You covered that. I think that was it. Yeah, I think that was it. But it's a great point. Like, this election is like no other. It's Most other elections are, you know, just basically another year in America. Like, yeah. But this is, we have all these issues colliding at once. This and it, this election comes down to... Which leader do we want to fix these issues? Which leader do we think we can? That yeah. can. This is probably the, one of the biggest elections, I think, in a very, Mod- long, probably... time. A very long time. Oh, yeah. It's it's going to be interesting to see what happens. And I think a lot of people are going to vote. And I think it's what it's going to come down to is um, what is going to happen I th- with the popular vote in the Electoral College... Because we talked a little about that last time. Yeah. How, you know, even though a lot of Democratic voters stayed home in 2016, she still won the popular vote, but not in the swing states where it mattered. Yeah. That's where, you know, the the swing states are going to be interesting because who knows what they're going to do. I think Florida's a swing state and Ohio. I I know those two. I just can't think of the other ones. Yeah, once it gets closer... So maybe even on election night we'll we'll go we'll live stream it. <laughs> yes. Live reaction to whoever wins what states and we got some time for that, but Yes. Which that'll be interesting, it'll be fun. So if you guys wanted to watch, definitely can for sure. Yep. Hundred percent. Um but just what one last thing I want to say about Biden is like I said before. He is going to be the one that will best be able to take on these important issues. Whereas four more years of Donald Trump will put this country down in a dark place. It'll be interesting. It just, who knows? I mean, at this point, who knows? Uh, It's just going to (laughs) be... What? It's gonna be a crazy uh, next uh, two months. You know, it's it's gonna be very interesting to see, which we will cover the the debates between the two. Yep, we'll cover uh, Trump's speech at the Republican National Convention next week. Um, then debates, just any. Yeah, it'll all be tagged with election twenty twenty. Um, but yeah, I mean. I think that's all there is to say. Yeah, it's just going to be a very interesting couple months. That's, yes, it will. And we'll keep you posted as what we see and our thoughts about what both candidates say, what pros and cons, 
Yeah, and like we said, we're by the by this episode you can tell which way we're leaning for this election. But we're still going to bring you the facts of each side. Yeah. We're not going to oh, Joe Biden. Yeah. He said oh, he said this good and not mention anything. Try yeah. especially when it comes to the debates. Yeah. If one side has a good idea, we'll mention it. If the other yeah. side has a good idea, we'll mention it. Yeah. If I don't agree with something Biden said, I'm going to say it. Yeah. It's just the thing with mine I just had a little skeptical about is the way the handling of the pandemic. You know, like, who, what, how is he going to handle it more differently than Trump? How, how is that going to fare out? That's the only question right now that I ask. Well, he said he was in a speed up testing. Yeah. Stuff like that. The uh, national mask mandate. No, I understand that. But I'm saying like, you know, what, like, I know you can say it in your speech, but. That's what, what we were saying in the beginning. Yeah, what are you going to do? Because that, that's, can, the, that's the biggest thing. It's like, it's all in all, this was a very good speech. Very powerful. It was a very emotional speech. Yeah. And, yeah, it was. It's just my question. It comes down to, okay, say we elect you. What now? Yeah. What are you going to do to fulfill these promises? Mm-hmm. How you, how, what's your approach going to be? That's my question to him that I would like to see. Obviously, we'll know until he gets elected, of course. But it's just a matter of how will you get it done? What will you do? How, you know, I said how already. You know, when will you do it? How? You know, stuff like that. Yeah, pretty much, you know, but, um, so we'll go ahead and end this episode here, guys. Like, like Ted said, we'll be covering the election all the way until the election on November 3rd. Make sure if you are not registered to vote, you register, you check with your local officials. Cause I know here in New Jersey, every registered voter is automatically getting a mail-in ballot. Mm-hmm. Um, so check and see what your state is doing. And make sure you're registered and make sure you either go out or mail in on November 3rd. Because this is the election where nobody can stay home. Everybody, whichever side you're voting for, you need to go out and vote. Yeah. I know. <laughs> well, we have to be home because it'll be mail in. So, like, it could be tough to go out unless in, in other states where they, they allowed to go out. But, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, oh, Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> I got you. I got you. But anyway, make sure you guys follow us on all our social media links. Check out TNTPodcast.com. And actually, we started uploading on our YouTube channel, also TNT Podcast. We're putting every episode out on there. One episode every day up until we get caught up. And then we're going to be starting some exclusive content. As well as we'll be having um, video versions of the podcast as well. We'll solely be there on youtube so with that said again thank you guys so much for listening make sure you register make sure you vote on november 3rd and we will catch you next week peace guys